exciting, awesome, any great upper word that you can think of for today's podcast because I am joined with a fan favorite in every aspect of her life, Andy Gilder, friend, sister, homie, all of the above. I wish I knew how to do like a round of applause with the audio. If so, if we were live in the studio, I would do that. Andy is not only just a friend to me, but a close confidant. I tell her everything. She knows almost everything about anyone. She's that type of person. She's a great friend. She's on the pod today. Get fucking excited. Andy, what's up? Hey guys, I'm so excited to be here. I'm like the biggest fan of Call Her Maddie. Can't wait to start today. I've been waiting to do this for so long. And yeah, I'm so excited. So a lot of the fans, I think, uh, a lot of the fans, my grandparents, Andy, Lori Gilder, her mother, my parents. Actually, I don't even think my fucking mom listens to this, so that's great. Zoe sometimes. Uh, Who's a loyal listener? I don't really know. The loyal (laughs) listeners out there, I have a question for Andy. Should I keep my name, call her Maddie, or do you think I should change it because of said caller daddy, even though it is supposed to be ironic? What do you think? So I'm a huge fan of Alex Cooper and (laughs) RIP to Sophia Franklin, and I actually just listened to their most recent podcast today. Um, So I would say I'm pretty, pretty knowledgeable on those call her daddy issues, but I think... I think a name change is kind of necessary. Just. That's crazy. I know. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) But just for like copyright issues, I feel like you can come up with something else and you're creative. Let's make a sick new graphic and call it a day. All right. So people listening, I'm taking suggestions of what I should change the pod to. I was thinking about this. It was my rate. It was the origins was Caller Maddie. I didn't know I'd be liking it as much as I am. So I think I am in store for a name change. All right, item one on the agenda, check. We have Andy in the house. What do, what's so great about Andy Gilder? A lot of things, but one of the things that I find really interesting about her and her experience is she is now gonna, a rising senior at NYU. And I wanna hear about what it was like freshman year entering New York as a college student and how your experience has played itself out being in New York City versus watching your brother, watching me, going to a a more isolated school, how much you like it, what are the benefits, the cons of living in the city for school. So Andy, take it away. Tell us about your experience. Okay, I'm going to take the mic from Matt. Yeah, take it. I'm taking it away. So I think going to school in New York is obviously so different from anything else ever imaginable. Like, I don't feel as though I go to school. I feel like mm-hmm. I live in the city and I simultaneously go totally. to class and live my life. I've also been working and interning yeah. since sophomore year. Like the first semester I could, I got a job just because I love to keep myself busy. And I think that was such a big draw and big contributing factor for me wanting mm-hmm. to go to NYU because that type of environment was what I wanted so badly and what I was like itching for. But freshman year... I did have a hard transition, I would say, because I also was the type of person who literally watched every single YouTube video about (laughs) NYU, every single, listened to every podcast, read stories, watched TV shows. Like, I tried everything I could to understand the culture there better. Mm -hmm. So I kind of knew what I was getting myself into to a certain degree, I would say. Um, But to make the transition a little better, 
I joined a sorority, which is quite <laughs> whack. Uh, yeah, wait, explain, explain what, like, why, what is a sorority in New York and what does that really look like? So, and also... For the listeners, basically, my mom and I are stalking Andy's Instagram a couple nights ago, and we're like, my mom loves Andy, so she's like, oh, like Andy, blah, blah, blah. We get to a picture of her and her sorority sisters. My mom, who doesn't have, has a filter, but at most points doesn't, she goes, what the fuck? Like, why is Andy, why is Andy friends with these supermodels? Like, (laughs) who the so my point being is Andy is is in some, like, fuck sorority thing where they're not, like, you know that sorority girls are, like, pretty, but when they're in a pack, they're all pretty, and then solo, they're not? Like, these girls are, like, Willowina models. True. So explain that aspect of sorority okay. New York. Well, I think that's also just New York. Like, Interesting. Sororities, okay. sororities in New York, it's so weird, but it gave me a community outside. Sure, that's and like, like soccer. It, exactly. It's like, like, so Maddie, obviously you guys know, plays soccer at Skidmore. Yep. Shout out everybody on the team. I know some of her friends, but if they don't know me, I'm not going to call them out. Call, <laughs> them it out. Awkward. call them out, bitch. Hey, Ava, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, so we Wait, just- Wait, hold on. Ava, you're not fucking listening to this and you just got a fucking shout out. You honestly, like, are canceled. Sorry. Continue, continue, continue. So anyway, no, the sorority just gave me like a a community yeah. within an intimidating city. New York is That's a so word. lonely. Like, yeah. it really is. My dad went to NYU. He grew up in the city. Well, he grew up on Long Island. But Where in Long Island? Roslyn. I don't know. Jewish? Yeah, of course. Let's go, No, tribe, tribe. You know his baby. <laughs> but it gave me a community. My dad would always tell totally. me, um, you're going to be eating dinner alone. You're going to be walking to class alone. It's going to be super lonely. Like, mm-hmm. you're in a city with thousands and thousands and thousands of people but you're gonna feel alone that to and me, it's true that is one of the most wild concepts because even at a small school at the beginning you feel lonely when you first totally. get there and then you build a community and like this town feels small and by the end like you're the big fish in a small pond exactly and you have to and i think That's that so also but that also contributes to like Maddie and I went to a really small high school in LA. And, go like, Brownwood, go, go Shout Eagles. out Brownwood. Oh. <laughs> but that, like, we were essentially big fishes in a small Totally. Pond. We took advantage of whatever we were offered, loved it, loved parts of it. You're not going to get into semantics. We will talk about it. I might have <laughs> loved it. Andy liked it. I liked it. Yeah. But I liked what it had to offer. But anyway, it taught me to, like, really put myself out there in situations. Cool. And, like, specifically in college with a sorority I would have I like never that. thought that I would have wanted to be in a sorority in New York City mm-hmm. like why is that a thing like to be completely honest but I have found great people it's a great networking tool like you build a community I think you define networking so <laughs> it's so hard. I think you get I think you get um well that's really inappropriate what? but Same. I think you get like kind of aroused on networking Oh, LinkedIn is my favorite social media app. You have absolutely no idea. I'm on that shit every fucking day. <laughs> she's on link. She's on LinkedIn, and even though, okay, so tell the listeners about your internship at TikTok. Okay. How you use your time during coronavirus to okay. Capitalize I'm gonna give them a little background. Do it okay. totally. So I started working as I previously mentioned my sophomore year spring. Okay. I got a job at Sony. I Music. like that you're giving us a timeline. Totally. Timeline is it like how we work. It paints the picture. Obviously. So sophomore spring, God, I don't know how I got it. I was shocked. I got mm-hmm. an internship at Sony Music. 
Then right. I was like, where oh was my God. it? Midtown? No, so their offices are in Flatiron. Oh, that's Which cool. Which is a lot. That's cool. Oh, it's the best offices so ever. Wait, so before you explain that, tell us, like, where you live, what your okay. daily totally. life is like in New York. So I was living with my two best friends, uh, Melissa and Gracie. I'm going to make them listen to this. Woo-hoo! Shout out, bitches. Um, <laughs> and we were living on 11th and 5th Avenue. That's awesome. Probably the most beautiful, insane location. Like, we were on a street with all brownstones. Like, Alec Baldwin lived across the street from me. Shout out, Mr. Trump. <laughs> Yeah, so it was pretty great, and I was able to walk to work, so I started at Sony my sophomore spring. Okay. Um, I was a digital marketing and analytics That's, intern. So what? Ma- what's your major? I'm a communications major. Okay, so that yes. makes sense. Yes, totally. And communications is such a versatile major, like I'm able to morph it into basically whatever I want it to be. Awesome. I mostly tell people I do marketing because that's what all my internships have been in. But anyway, so I was a digital marketing intern and, and analytics, um, and I did that for about four or five months. And it was, so how long was the how long was the internship? When did it start? Started in end of January, wow. ended in May. So so explain this to me because I think this is one of the most wonderful things about going to school in NYU. Like you were taking classes and then also having a yeah. job. So I was able to kind of capitalize on the system. That's wild. I was able as a sophomore to get into like an insane internship program. Totally. I would say just because I lived in New York. Yeah. And had the time to do it, and like I also stacked my classes just on Tuesdays and Thursdays totally. so I had Monday Wednesday Friday to work and like I was so excited to do that like mm-hmm. I knew this is what was going to get me in so then I basically in the summer got like I would say a promotion and okay. I moved to like the two top labels so I was at RCA in Columbia best experience ever so I spent last summer there interning and that was amazing and I worked for their international marketing department that's awesome so yeah and I and I want to do something in the international field and for those who don't know I speak Chinese (laughs) she's upset I don't you know like we're all obsessed with our different things like we all have our niches like this girl her niche is fucking China yeah so that also kind of brings me into 2020 yeah um which also parlays into my current internship but I was actually supposed to be studying abroad in Shanghai this past semester. R.I.P. abroad, bro. R.I.P. Andy goes abroad. I made an Instagram if you guys want to follow it. Yeah. Hit me up. <laughs> but, so I was supposed to be going there. My boyfriend was coming with me. Shout out, Jared. And <laughs> we were actually, so we left kind of right before the corona outbreak. And yeah. we were in Japan for about 11 days. And then we did Korea so cool. for four days. When we got to Korea, our program got canceled. Like, basically, like, in a few days, like, everything was That's done. wild. So, in a day, we did book... This is, like, a whole other podcast. We could literally do it. I know. funny. We could. It's actually not funny. I was crying, like, every single day. <laughs> um, that was my dream, going abroad. Anyways, so, I had to book my flight back to New York, because I obviously had to go back to New York, and I had to do that in a day, made that decision lived with my boyfriend for this past semester which that's okay so that's wild so tell us okay so andy we're sitting around a couple nights ago and with zoe my sister shout out zoe um and we're talking about andy's abroad her whole mishmash of a awful situation just turned out not what you wanted but explain like that crazy korea story with jared in the airport and like the minute by minute yes okay this so, is, and the reason why I love this story is because I think it's so quintessential college New York, totally. not knowing where you're living until the last second. It's it, it's going to make you just like, honestly, I got anxiety <laughs> listening to the story, but I was so engaged. So tell us 
Tell okay. us your coming so, abroad story. Basically, we were told that the program was canceled and we had to basically book flights to New York because classes had, had, had like already begun. Like we yeah. were two weeks behind in classes. We needed to get back. We weren't enrolled in anything. Didn't have a place to live. And that was like a big thing. We had a flight. We were coming back to New York. Had nowhere to stay. Like literally nowhere. And both of us were together. And we were like, okay, this is great. <laughs> so. And you're a junior. You're junior and we're, we're, we're in, in our junior year. Okay. And also precursor this isn't just like a random boyfriend like we've been dating since freshman year shout out jared shout out jared who's actually jared you better listen to my pod <laughs> so anyways we were in um korea the day before we were supposed to leave and we were both trying to find actually, I have a caveat question about korea japan yeah. when you're in these different places what language are you speaking is it english or do you know like basic korean japanese no. I so spoke what? English. So you spoke English, yes. and are people able to communicate yeah, with totally. you? Yeah, totally. Korea, awesome. Korea was better. Japan was a little hard, but super welcoming. Did you foreigners. get... Also, I remember because Andy's been to China with Brentwood through different programs, this or that or the other, has been in Asia a lot. I've only been, well, Turkey, I guess. Well, it is in Asia, so that that's the, the most east I've ever gotten. So I've never been to Asia in, like, Japan, China... Singapore, the the whole mishmash of countries. Um, and so I was wondering, do people pull you aside and take pictures of you? Oh my god, yeah. The thing is, though, it was... Now I've been to three countries in Asia, and okay. the only one that's like... Japan, China, and, and Korea. And, Korea. and um, I would say China by far the most. Like, See, that's crazy. wild. Yeah. Why? What's the why? It's, to be honest, I don't really know. Um, Maybe but it's, it's like just a because family, like I don't really yeah. Don't it's really everyone know. is looks the same. There's so much si- no, and that's yeah. that's a, that's no, no no. And it's not a like it, I read it in night in the in the in the 40s. This is like, like a little history tidbit. Japan is was known for and I'm forgetting the the name, but everyone was 100 percent Japanese. So when Americans start coming to China after. China doesn't open up to us until the 60s. Uh-huh. Whenever that happens, right? Like, they haven't seen an American person. So I think that's why, like, you're blonde and white. So you're just a completely different creature. Totally. And when I'm in China, they always freak out because I can speak to them in Chinese. That's what. That's cool. So they're I always like, that. oh my god, white girl, speak Chinese. I'm like, the way I do. <laughs> but wait, I'm going to get back finish, to the story. Finish your story. Finish your story. So we're in Korea my boyfriend and I are looking at apartments. We're like, oh, this would be great. And we're like, honestly, this isn't going to be that bad. We're living together. Like, we're going to make the best of the situation. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But the school, the university was also offering us dorms. But, like, dorms in Chinatown. And, like, I'm sorry. I'm not living in a dorm. <laughs> so, we find this apartment. Actually, my boyfriend found this apartment. On real location. Literally on Washington Square Park for anyone who knows New York Geography. So awesome. One that's bedroom. Awesome. It, especially it, especially NYU. Like, Washington, that's the heart of the campus. Perfect. And we found this place. The woman responded to us, and she was like, yeah, like, you guys can have it. I'm in the Korean airport, and I'm on the phone with my mom, and she's like, I don't want you living with him. I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. But what else Oh, my God. Why am I profusely sweating yeah, again? It's imagine me. I, I wish I could, like, show a freaking photo know, of my face at this the point. Pod, totally. I'm, and this is also when, like, China, like China, like is about to lock down. So like when, people are fleeing China, people are fleeing Asia. Like it was a freaking. So nightmare. just for timeline purposes, is this prior to the Hong Kong incident? With this is January thirty first. So when does that happen? When what? When 
I, am I getting this right when Hong Kong kind of went up in flames? Don't really know. I don't remember. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. I was just wondering. So I'm in the airport on the phone screaming and crying to my mother because she's like, I'm not comfortable with you guys living together. I'm like, mom, we don't want to do this either. Oh, no. Like, this is not ideal for any party. Oh, but like, no. this is the situation. Oh, like, no. I'm not living with a random person. I'm a junior in college. Like, I, like this is ridiculous. Totally. This is my solution. So <laughs> I like literally don't even tell her I'm taking off. Put my phone on airplane mode. We're like completely MIA. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get Wi-Fi for 10 Boom. minutes. And you know, like, the Wi-Fi on the plane? For <laughs> anybody who knows me, I, like, hate getting Wi-Fi on planes because yeah. I like that that's my, like, unplugged time. Like, totally. I'm, like, I'm completely, I'm, like, I'll read, I'll watch TV. Well, I guess I'm not technically unplugged, but, like, from, from like, from social, social media, it's different. It's great. So, like, I'm, like, okay, 12 hours unplugged, awesome. But I'm, like, you know what? I should probably check. <laughs> I, like, turn on my phone, go Wi-Fi, whatever. And my mom texts me and she's like, we got you guys the apartment, like just spoke to the landlord, um, but it's not going to be ready tonight. So get a hotel room tonight. Oh, no. So get a hotel the first night. So and I'm remember, looking. they're flying across the world. We are literally like over Russia at this point. Oh, like it was, no. it was so insane. Like, cause we were, oh God. So my mom's like, get a hotel. So we're checking on, I'm like checking on my 15 minutes of internet time oh, and God. Checking to see blah, 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 blah. It was probably like 50 bucks. Got it. Oh, I don't even remember. I'm like, <laughs> that whole day is like blocked out. But, um, yeah, so, but a lot of hotels in New York require you to be 21. And I'm 20. And I'm like, are you joking? You could use a fake. Yeah, just, I wasn't like, worried. Like a whole... But then, anyways, um, the woman was really sweet and actually was like opening the apartment for us the day of. That's so we awesome. literally got there. We probably got to New York at like five, passed out, didn't even shower, which for me is freaking nasty yeah i li- can't get off a plane and not shower i'm just just grossed out it was just a dream day it was terrible and i get to school basically this is gonna like parlay into like my current internship mm-hmm. i feel like i'm talking a lot <sighs> it's okay like, <laughs> um and yeah so we get to school my advisor had no idea what happened couldn't get into any classes i needed classic so- i feel but is that do you have a problem at NYU with classes because the amount of students? Yeah, I would say, like, okay. getting the classes that you want, but being a junior, I shouldn't have you that shouldn't issue. You shouldn't have that issue. But obviously with everything going on, there was just, like, a ton of miscommunication totally. on so many levels because of this whole corona, pro- like, issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, figured out my classes. I was taking 18 credits and had... That's sizable. That's a lot. had three days free. So, I basically stacked my days. Smart. So, I stacked my days... And since I was also living with my boyfriend, I was like, I need to do something and be busy because I can't just sit at the apartment and do nothing. So I was like, I'm going to get a job. So probably three days into being back, I start like actively searching for spring internships, like hardcore. And I'm just applying to like every single one I find. And I'm, and one comes up for TikTok. That's why. And this is like when TikTok is like booming, like hardcore booming. And I'm like, oh, like, why not? quick easy apply like literally was through LinkedIn like it wasn't did you hard think, did you think you were gonna get the internship at TikTok I like didn't even think they would look at my resume no way I applied at 11 in the morning I literally remember this so distinctly <laughs> had class until 4 30 I have class from 2 to 4 30 like a straight block class sure. and I get three missed calls and my class goes for a break so I obviously like call them back and I'm like hi she goes, hi, this is Christine Rucker from TikTok. I'm like, hi. That's like, wild. so, like, caught off guard. And they were like, we'd love for you to come interview with us tomorrow. Totally. 
I'm like, okay, but I'm supposed to go see, I'm visiting my brother. I was like so emotionally drained. I just needed like family. So Mm -hmm. I went to go see my brother for a weekend. And I was like, the only time I have available is 9am the next day because I have a train at 10 from Grand Central. From Grand Central? Do you take Grand Central, not Penn? Oh wait, no, no. I did Penn Station. I did Penn Station. So other side. Only reason why I know that is I've taken the Amtrak. Highly recommended to my Skidmore people. Easy. Three and a half hours. Quick pop season. Okay, continue. Amtrak is amazing. That's what I I use too. Um, I also sat next to a famous soccer player. Who? Um, Well, not a famous soccer player. But like, you know soccer girl props? They Instagram? Like, I I was obsessed with them when I was younger. One of them. That's so Wait, and I was like freaking out. Her name so was Carly. Cool. Did we were, you guys like, talk? We were sitting right next to each other. Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, you never told me that. I was overwhelmed. That day freaked that this is this is wait, my wait, life. Wait, 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 wait. So, okay, for for record history purposes, Andy and I played soccer in high school, state championship team. She was on that. So Andy's been like a big soccer, not even just soccer friend, because I used to live in the valley, like just family friend. True. So soccer girl props, like you sat next to one of the founders? Carly. I don't, like, I don't know she's the, the, the pretty one. That. Call her Maddie season. Yeah, right, no, so, so cool. So explain, okay, so what are you doing at TikTok? What's your, okay, so, what's wait, your so, yeah, so basically, probably six hours after the interview, they offered me the position. And I was starting on Monday. That's so I was wild. like, okay, sick. Well, basically, also, you guys know I like China. <laughs> TikTok is like my dream company. Like it's a based Chinese, China, it's a Chinese based company. company. It's a social media tech app. Like it's amazing. It's just like literally, I could not think of a I better think place. TikTok has everyone's niche. I mean, and I used to be so anti TikTok. Me too. But it has the dancing. It yeah. has the funny videos. It has the hacks. Like TikTok is a place where I'm like, oh, if I never knew about something, like that is such a good go to thing. So. Be now we're in quarantine, like the beginning of coronavirus. You had you were working with like the number one entertainment yeah. for most teens. And I started at the company when there were probably about, I want to say like three hundred people in the U.S. Like I started, I started in the New York offices, and yeah, I would say there were about three three fifty. Well, now there the are like fifteen hundred in That's the U.S. Wild. Like it's insane. So I've been I've been here for about like six months. I would say now about to be yeah. I started in February, eh, not six months, almost six months, um, but I love it. So I basically work in the ad sales department. Um, so I run like, well, I don't run, but like I curate SMBs, which are like the small, medium businesses who come in for ad inquiries yeah. because we're kind of launching the self-service platforms. Like, you know how on Instagram on like you can promote your own posts totally. or you can like promote yeah. things like TikTok is kind of trying to do something like that. Um, but no, it's super cool. There's so much within the company and there's so much growth and so much quick growth. Um, but the second I got there, they were all basically also um, my supervisor, shout out Reina, <laughs> best person in the entire world. She was from a town in China that I had worked in. Okay. That's... Which was like crazy small world. Like no, but what like town in China. It's like where the idea. pandas all are. Um, yeah. Super cute. I met a panda once. Shout out Beijing. <laughs> Zing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. She and everybody was super welcoming. They were like, we're going to make this your semester in China. Like, don't worry. Oh, they would give awesome. me like little Chinese anecdotes, like try to practice their Chinese on me. And I was super overwhelmed. <laughs> but no, the environment within TikTok has been awesome. It's, I would say, it reminds me a lot of a startup. Like there's still a lot. Really? A long Even ways to go. Even though it's so. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But overall, uh, absolutely amazing and I'm I feel as though I'm in like the perfect position to catapult me into what I want to do post-grad 
which is kind of how I always think. Like, I'm, like, I, like Maddie, I'm a total planner yeah. in every capacity. <laughs> and it bites me in the ass a lot because oh when God. things don't go my way, like Shanghai, I have mental breakdowns <laughs> and have to go to therapy. But Shout out therapy! <laughs> Judy is up! Woohoo! <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely interesting. But, um, yeah, I don't know. TikTok's been amazing. I'm networking like crazy, meeting so many new people. And, yeah. That's kind of that for TikTok. So, so much of what Andy, who Andy is, and it's hard in a five minute, or five minute, in a podcast to understand the exact extent of who she is as a friend, as a person, like what her place is in my life and many others. But my, the easiest thing that I can explain Andy to others is like my Jewish Carrie Bradshaw. Um... And if you haven't seen Sex in the City, I'm so sorry you don't understand the reference, but Andy's in the know of almost everything. So everything with fashion. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, but you know <laughs> what the trends are. Like if I have a question about where do I get a bikini or True. like you are one of the only people that I know who just knows everything. Yeah, but that to me is like Lily Torches. Like shout out Lily guru at that with fashion I'm not talking just about you know what I mean I'm just talking more just in general so I wanted to get your take because we've done a ton about school what life is like in New York but what are three places that you would recommend to any like three just very distinct New York spots and it could be a restaurant it could be a bar it could be I guess a club but oh I have so give us your three for people who don't venture to New York a lot and have to Want to plan totally. things like cool, very niche New York. What would you say? Okay, so I would start with Taqueria St. Mark's. Yes, and I and I've and been there. Yeah, been, it was. It's like my one place that I recommend to people, and I always take people. It's super fun. It's a great atmosphere. Great atmosphere. It's so it's cheap. on. I know. So it's on First Ave and St. Mark's, mm-hmm. like dead smack center of the East Village. It's basically decorated like California. Everything, totally. every poster, it's Huntington Beach, Santa Monica, Malibu. Like, it's a total California restaurant. Well, they've decorated it to be like that. And it's mm-hmm. probably the only good Mexican food I've found in the city. Like, okay. decent tacos. My friends and I go all the time. Well, honestly, Melissa and I go a lot. Mel showed it, showed it to me. Yeah. Um, but it's so fun. There are, like, lights, double, like, it's two floors. Super cheap. Super fun. Great vibes. Great location, yeah. great start of the it's, night. The guacamole is absolute astronomical, <laughs> as they say on TikTok. So what's your number two? I think a bagel spot's necessary. I have never been there. So, no, not, I'm just saying a bagel oh, spot. Oh, a ba- I thought you so, said bagel spot. No. Then, a bagel spot. Okay. So I would probably say Brooklyn Bagels is my favorite. Never been. It's so good. Oh my God. There are multiple locations in the city. There, okay. t- and but I would say Brooklyn more than Tompkins. So Brooklyn, Brooklyn's tuna bagels. Like, I hate tuna. <gasps> I hate oh tuna. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm so I know. Bitch. I know. It's so weird. Dude, I hate tuna. Tuna's fish. great. Okay. Well, shame on you. Their tuna's amazing, but I, they also have like amazing egg sandwich bagels. Okay. Like just like just egg, like bacon egg. cheese. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Totally. Egg bacon cheeses are my go-to, like in every way, shape, and form. Oh my god, I have a third perfect third. Okay. Alright. So what's number three? Number three, if you guys like sushi, but like not like crisp, not like, like white girl sushi. Like <laughs> straight up 
The mm. fit, like, as I like to say, the fish and the facts. Like, holy shit. All right. Sushi it by orgasmic? Boo. It's orgasmic. No, like, you know that <laughs> feeling you got, like, I, like, this is the kind of feeling that I get, like, when I eat, like, a really good piece of food, specifically sushi. Like, my mouth, like, salivates. And, of course. like, chills go through my body. <laughs> and Sushi by Boo is the best sushi I've ever had in my entire that, life. Okay, that is a fucking fat statement, bro. And I will back that shit up till oh, I fucking die. Oh, shit, okay. I have been to multiple omakase restaurants, multiple regular sushi places. Sorry, as Andy flexes sushi. Yeah, sorry. This, this is my time to shine. Yep. I'm a sushi fiend. With that being said, Sushi by Boo, it's an omakase restaurant. Okay. Omakase means- well, I don't know what that is. Chef picks. Chef's menu. Oh. You don't have any say. Better you than- get, It is what it is. Is it as good as Sugarfish? Sugarfish it slaps. It is too. exponentially better than no Sugarfish. Way. No When I went to Japan, I was looking for better sushi than, than this, this and could not All right. Find. So where, where does okay. one find this? Where is so, it located? They're speakeasies. Whoa. This meaning it's Whoa. not just a storefront. Yeah. So you'll you have normally to have it. to go through like a <gasps> hotel or a bar or like multiple staircases. Like there are also a few restaurants in the city like of Sushi by Boo and there's now okay. Sushi by Bay. So female chef, shout out femininity. <laughs> <laughs> and these places, I'm not kidding. So some of them are like um, 10 piece omakase, some are 15. Sure. It totally depends. But these pieces of fish are the best things I've had in my entire Wild. life. Like, I, like, can't even explain it. It, like, it's going to be the first place I go to when I come back, and when I go back to the city. Like, it's truly amazing. It's, it's like, art. Like, I don't even view it as, like, food. Wow. Like, it's... Wow. It's, and as someone who loves food more than probably you, your mother, and your mother's mother, like, that is something I really want to try. It's, like, I'm not kidding. It's life-changing. Like, I, so basically, it's $50. That's not bad. For good sushi. That's not bad and, at all. And you're like at a bar with like maybe six other people. Like it's literally just the sushi. So bar. how do you find it? Well, so you have to make reservations like pretty far in okay. advance. Or if you go on a weekday, it's not that bad. But, and also there are different locations. So there are locations like in, in Gramercy, Flatiron, Union Square, Soho, Tribeca. They're kind of like all over and they pop up randomly. Like you kind of just have to track where they totally. are. But truly the best sushi I've ever had in my entire life. That's... And I will say that till I die. That is wild. Um, and I was thinking while you were talking, so we have your top three have-to picks of New York, and this is just a bonus part four. Andy is the... When and if I have a boyfriend, which hopefully sooner rather than later... You know it. Um, Andy will be obviously the first person I tell and go to with... All my advice and needs because she's like that friend. She's like, keep me updated on everything in the loop. So, Andy, part four, you're in New York City. I'm I'm strolling the East Village with my boyfriend. Where, so obviously said boyfriend is not in the picture. Okay. But with you and Jared, okay. where do you guys go? What's your go-to New York City date night spot? So, it honestly depends. We're big sushi people. Yeah. So, we'll do Soho Sushi. We'll order for delivery there. Um, Soho Umami Sushi or Sushi by Boo. If we're doing, like, a fun night out and, like, yeah. we're going for dinner, we're going to go to Boo. Oh, also, Sushi by Boo is only 30 minutes. 
straight like you're literally love in and out like I it's love it. crazy so that's a good that's a good pre-game oh i guess you don't want to eat sushi before you go out eh, it's not worth it for a pre-game yeah it's, it's not only worth two it. nights like that's like a night within itself to just like enjoy go the sushi. sushi but for date nights we honestly if we're doing like a date night we kind of go random but we don't even i would say do meals as much as we do activities for dates oh that's cute like we'll do we'll go ice skating we'll go yeah. down to seaport like, well, Brooklyn, we'll just do as much as we can. Some like, and things that are of outside York. of your totally periphery. Yeah, and I would say the two of us are pretty good about that. Like, he plays totally. hockey. He plays hockey at Chelsea Piers. So okay. So I'll go for his hockey games, like, during the school, like, during Aww. the week. It's so fun. But that's the thing in Hockey Bay. You know it. But, yeah, so it's just great to venture out of totally. your community. And, like, I'm sure you all can feel that way, like, whatever school you are, regardless. Like, it's good to get out of that comfort yeah. zone. Like, that's, like, the same thing for you going in, I would say, to, like, Saratoga Springs. Like, to mm-hmm. get out of that the bubble. The L.A. bubble. Totally. It's, like, it's just so more, good. More on the L.A. bubble in, in the next segment. Oh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> but, yeah, so I would say dates are, I mean, there's so much to do in New York. Like, yeah. And the possibilities are endless. And, like, it's literally, you could just go on a walk it's, with somebody. It's, New York is the equivalent of Paris in terms of its, how romantic it is. I mean, Paris is a city is beyond measure to New York personally. It's just beautiful. But New York is the, I would compare it to Paris in the amount of things to do, but also how romantic it is. New York City is romantic it's regardless. It's so fun to be until, in a relationship like, with somebody there. Until I feel like I'm like, if he hears, if he's going to listen to this, be like, Andy, get the fuck away from No, me. no. New York is romantic until, like, a homeless person is chasing you with, True. like, a bag of shit, and you're just having an or awful being day in the snow. Like four in the morning. Yeah. Um, so that was our first bit with Andy. We did a deep dive into New York, what it means to be an NYU stu- student, her specific experience from freshman year all the way to now, dating in New York, going good, some good restaurant spots. We're going to take a little break, going to come back, talk a little bit about L.A., things to do here, restaurants, and things to try as well. Andy is great with that. I'm excited for the next part. I hope you guys stay tuned. Typically, I end the pod with a recommendation for you guys. Uh, Last couple episodes was TV and what was it? Books? Yeah, I did Crazy Rich Asians. Today, on the theme of food, you know, probably my favorite thing on the planet. Um, I'm going to recommend with Andy, special guest of the day, we're going to do a recommendation of both of our, one of our favorite restaurants um, in Los Angeles that if you ever visit and people who live here, you need to get it. It's awesome. So with a little bit of a drum roll, even though I don't know how to do the drum. Oh, there we go. Ew, ASMR. Um, the Lily Takaya by Katsuya is a necessary restaurant that you have to go to while you're in Los Angeles. Andy, what's your typical order there? Jeez, oh, there's so much, it's I guess. It's so good. It's just, like, amazing. So, I think a necessity, I would say, to anybody, especially newcomers, is spicy tuna crispy rice. Yeah. People think it's pretty... It? It's too hyped, which I, I don't, do... I don't know. It's okay. so good. It's delicious, but, like... For true sushi fanatics, yeah, it's eh. It is eh, but I love it, and it honestly just tastes like home. So like I'm yeah. always gonna, I'm always gonna go for that. Like, so that, what's your number? Baked crab ham roll. Yep. 
freaking insane. I literally, my dad would always equate to like a baked crab, baked crab hand roll to and like the an soy adult paper. ice cream, an adult ice cream. Yeah, it like is. it's incredible. It is. Um, I would also say, I literally anything from there is good. Like literally the spicy tuna um, roll with popcorn the shrimp popcorn on top. Shrimp is great. Game changer. But like that to go is not good. And with like COVID, obviously we're not eating yeah. it. But. I love when, like, when I say COVID, I feel like such, like, a... Want to know what the name for my potential birthday party is going to be? COVID-19 no mo. Magda turns 20. <laughs> oh, shit. It's about to be a rage bitch. All right. So, those two things are great from there. What I usually get is that. Um, I'll do a chopped... Uh, I'll do a salmon cut roll with soy paper and cucumbers and my favorite thing is they have a cre- they have a mayo, a creamy mayo. So Spicy I put mayo. it I put it in all of my stuff. Um, so that place, it's also the Valley. So it's different from typical Los Angeles. It's not what you'll usually find in downtown LA or on the West Side. So you have to. It's a little of a drive with traffic, but honestly, not so that much it. of a drive with traffic. LA yeah, traffic, traffic is notorious. Anything with traffic sucks. Um. So that's our recommendation for today. That's the pod. Thank you for listening. Peace out. Follow me on Instagram. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. (laughs) I wish White Claw sponsored me, but we'll get there (laughs) one day, listeners. (laughs) Uh, Thank you and good night.